Do 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 do. Welcome back to God. <laughs> and I'm Errol Cunning. <laughs> I'm the wasp. Thank you. Yeah. So Errol. Yes. We are, for once. Yes, relative- Ryan. By the way, your name's Ryan. No, I'm the wasp. I said that. Yes, but also Ryan. Case we haven't clarified. Ryan the Wasp Gunzer, yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But Ryan, why are you appropriating female roles? Shouldn't female roles go to females? Well, that was actually my first Why are you pulling a scar joke? question here. Why are you pulling a scar joke? Yeah. She's very known for stealing all those female roles. Well, no, she doesn't steal female roles. <laughs> she steals roles from underrepresented groups because most recently she is taking a role a uh, trans man mm-hmm. which people are not too happy about no funny enough same director as uh, the director of ghost in the shell which <laughs> also casted her in a japanese role and i just because it know, worked so well the first time he should know better mm-hmm. he really should he really should yeah oh well anyway you were saying so as a cis straight white male, yes. How do you think Marvel did with their first headlining female character? So I thought they did a good job. Yeah. My problem with this movie mm-hmm. was whenever I refer to it, and this has nothing to do with how Marvel handled anything and how they advertised it or how they did whatever. Yeah. I just kept referring it to I'm gonna go see Ant Man. Yeah. Just like whenever same. I see the sequel to anything, I said, I'm going to go see The Incredibles. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go, you know, see Jurassic World. Yeah. Uh, and I just called it, I'm going to go see Ant-Man. And I caught myself doing that so many times mm-hmm. because it's really unfortunate that the first time Marvel has a female superhero in a titular role in a movie, it's just kind of... Yeah. It's... It feels secondary before you even go into the movie. Yeah. And, like, not even how they they advertised them both equally. They advertise It's all been done well uh, as it's supposed to be done. It's just Mm -hmm. at least how it's been ingrained in people's heads. Yeah. And how these characters are, or, like, at least were portrayed in Ant-Man and how Ant-Man was the one that showed up in Civil War. Yeah. It just feels like Ant-Man has more, Yeah, not more power. Uh, at least, because that implies that he's more powerful. But like, he just has more gravitas. His name, yeah, I guess so far, he's he's the more, more recognizable of them. Yes, you know. And after watching the movie, it still was an Ant Man movie more. I felt like than it was a Wasp movie. Well, that's I don't necessarily disagree with you. Uh huh. But. I think the movie had two parts. I think it had Ant-Man's story, which mm-hmm. is trying to do the right thing. Oh, we should are we doing full spoilers? Uh sure. Okay, full spoilers. Yeah, by people um that are going to be spoiled uh by this. But you should see it. It's a yeah. really good movie. We're making a timely podcast for a change. Yes. And hopefully I can get it out in time. Woo. Editing. Um, <laughs> if you don't, just cut this part out. Yeah, we'll see. I'm going to leave it in, just in case. All right. Just in case. Let us I'm know how we did, myself, Kyle. I'm going to keep myself honest uh, and leave it in. But 
uh, what was I trying to say? Oh, so I feel like the story had two parts. One, it's Ant-Man and his stuff with Cassie mm-hmm. and that story. And then there was the Wasp and Hank and all the stuff with the Quantum Realm yeah. and Ghost. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this movie kind of was just those two parts. There was the Wasp story and then there was the Ant-Man story. And I feel like both of them... Not necessarily. Yeah. Like I, I feel like the Wasp story even had more stuff in it. Yeah, and it was more, I guess, about that story. Just the Wasp wasn't really a part of the Ant Man side. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, this, that feel, makes this sense. felt more like, you know, and I think again, I'm gonna say this is a very good movie. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, not on the same level as the first Ant Man. Really, um, I mean, I, I like. I mean, I love the first Ant Man. I okay. really like this movie. Mm-hmm. Like the first Ant Man, I walked out of the theater. I immediately called my sister, you know, raving about how this is one of my favorite Marvel movies, and it, it still is. Okay. I think the that's not a problem with this movie, but I feel like the Wasp stuff, yeah, is more generic superhero stuff. Like the Wasp is a yeah. good character, mm-hmm. but really the only thing that makes her different than other i guess generic superheroes is that she's a female yeah which i'm not saying that to i guess take away from you know what she has and i guess her character arcs with how she interacts with her dad and Mm -hmm. hank and her mom yeah and all that stuff but i feel like she's generic strong female lead yeah in a way that I feel like Ant-Man is a much more significant character with more depth. Mm-hmm. I feel like this movie definitely added depth to the Wasp, but I feel like it's not as much, definitely not as much as Ant-Man. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. To me, Ant-Man still felt like the protagonist of this story. Just because his character is better. Yeah. Nothing against Evangeline Lilly. She did a great job in the role. Mm-hmm. And, I just I feel like the Wasp's character is just a little bit more straight down the middle. Yeah. You know. You know, I was not I didn't feel like she had a great character arc or really anything. I mean, frankly, her character arc was her dad's character arc. Yeah. And you know, it's and her, her arc was just more learning to I guess I don't even know what her character arc was. She didn't have that much trusting Ant-Man again. Yeah, I guess trusting Ant-Man, but that's not necessarily great because that's taking away her agency. Cause yeah. It's, if her arc is being able to trust the male lead, then that's not necessarily great. Yeah. Granted, the main arc of the story was, I guess, her quest and her father's quest to find her mom. But, yeah. You know, that's... Mm-hmm. Which, when it came down to it, be, just became her father's quest. Yeah, because he's the one that went to the quantum yeah. realm and did it. And also all of the stuff with Ghost is a beef, not with Hope, but with Hank. Yeah. So, And, I mean, I guess it makes sense that they call this movie Ant-Man and the Wasp because it has both generations of Ant-Man and both generations of the Wasp. It's true. I didn't think about that. But, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's there's definitely, like, balances and parallels. And, mm-hmm. Like, 
it's definitely more of, I guess, this of uh, I mean, it's definitely a, a female superhero movie. If you could, if you took away all of the you know Scott stuff, yeah, it would have been a fine movie. Would have been yeah. fine. Yeah. Uh, and I think the reason why, and not to feel down on all the Wasp stuff, mm-hmm. just the stuff with Ant-Man and Paul Rudd, who is, again, great at Ant-Man. Oh, yeah. And especially his interactions with Cassie. Yeah. Like, it stole the movie every time. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> if that was the movie and more about Ant-Man, I'm not saying it would be a better movie. I'm just saying that's... Those parts just work better. They yeah. were funnier because Paul Rudd is great. a great actor and very funny. Um, and I also feel like they they just wrote his character with more humor and mm-hmm. not not that Hope and Hank are humorless. Just compared to him, every... just they're not a com- they're not comedy characters. While Ant Man is yeah a comedy character. He's a character from a comedy movie. Ant Man was a comedy. Yeah, uh, the Wasp and Hank Pym aren't characters from a comedy they're characters from a superhero movie yeah so that's i think what i have to say about that right yeah yeah i think that's what you have to say yeah 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 i think uh you know i think the next movie Mm. is going to be ant-man ant-man and the wasp and the wasp just to really double down well, on titles that are too long yeah. and keep the women at the back. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not going to disagree with you there. Um, however, I was going to save this for the end of this conversation, but because we're here. Yeah. What do you think, I guess, the next Ant-Man movie is going to be about? Because I have a theory. I think... It's hard to say because, you know, Infinity War 2 is coming up. And that might completely before. reshape everything. Yeah. That's fair. But I was I was kind of expecting, like, Hank Pym having to sacrifice himself to bring uh, mm-hmm. Mother back. Uh, Janet. Yeah, Janet. So, you know, I could see them kind of doing the passing of the Ant-Man-Wasp torch some mm-hmm. kind of you know, generations passing the torch sort of movie. I could see that. However, I mean, assuming everything just goes back to normal, yeah. I mean, not even normal, but in this movie, when Hank finds Janet, uh huh, she has powers. Yeah. We don't know what these powers are. They, I guess, stabilize quantum stuff. Yeah. They're it was not really explained. Yeah. It was, I mean, kind of a deus ex machina for Ghost. Yeah. And also for Hank when he was down there. And it's not explained and confusing and doesn't really make sense. Yeah. Unless, unless it leads to something greater. Okay. My guess is in the next movie, that's going to play a huge part. Hmm. And... In the comics, Hope Van Dyne uh-huh. is a villain. She goes really? crazy. Okay. My guess is in the movies, rather than Hope going crazy, it's going to be Janet oh. with whatever her powers are. Uh-huh. She's going to be able to tap into it and mm-hmm. 
do some stuff. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Because, like, she came back and she was like, I am almost a god. I can do all of these things. It's like, that's great. I'm Ma's back. Whoop-dee-doo. Yeah. And there wasn't, like, it just felt a little too good to be true. Mm-hmm. So I think it is too good to be true. And I think they're, you know, the other, you know, she's going to drop. Yeah. In the next movie. I think she's going to take a turn. It's going to be weird and whatever and. I also think Hank Pym's going to sacrifice himself. Um, yeah. In the next movie, trying to, I guess, balance her out or whatever. Yeah, because he had that kind of, you know, in this movie, I don't remember first Ant-Man, mm-hmm. the, if it was here there as well, but them talking about Hank Pym's ego and stuff. Uh, yeah. And, you know, that would be a redemption arc for him if he sacrificed himself to... Yeah, save everybody or something. I agree. I think it, his ego was less of a thing in the first movie. Uh huh. Because I mean, it was there because they were taking away his company, like he had it, and then he kind of took it all away when um, uh, Yellow Jacket kind of <coughs> took over. Yeah. Um, Cross. Uh, but it was definitely up in this movie. Uh, I don't know if this is a hot take. Maybe a little bit too much. Yeah, I kind of thought that too. He was kind of annoying in this movie. And that also kind of hurt. I thought some of the stuff that was going on. I felt felt like the reunion stuff should have hit harder for me. Yeah. It should have had a more emotional impact. It's a family getting back together after being years apart. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I get more emotional when I see videos of dog getting reunited with their owners after coming back from war. I mean, like, it's not necessarily hard to do. I just feel like Hank, mm-hmm. not that he wasn't likable in this movie, I just feel like his character and also, you know, as I was saying earlier with Hope's character, weren't developed enough that I cared yeah. that much when Janet got back. And also when Janet got back, back to the too good to be true type thing, it also didn't feel right. Yeah. So even though I knew she got back, it just I felt like there was something. There was missing. more. Yeah, there was something missing. There was more, which I think might have hurt this movie, but potentially is setting up something better for the next movie. I don't know. That's the hope. That's just pure speculation. Yeah, they could have just had this movie not be as good. Mm-hmm. Which whatever, but yeah. we'll see. I don't know. I think the reunion moment might have been. A little more powerful if it had been Hope who went down to the quantum realm, uh, or both Hope and uh, Hank Pym. Yeah. Just because you know, with the hide and seek dream earlier, I feel it like was Hope. Yeah, it was it was yeah. Hope and seeing this child who had not seen her mother in thirty years tugs the heartstrings a little more than you know the old cranky guy. Yeah. Plus, then you can have a nice, you know, reunion line about hide and seek or something like that. Yeah, but they had, I mean, to be fair, they had to have the wasp fight and save yeah. Ant-Man. And I guess it was nice that in this movie we got to see uh, her saving him, mm-hmm. then him saving her. They We saw the team up. Yeah, we saw them yeah. team up, and then rather than in a movie where it's just the male saving the female you yeah. got to see it go in both directions mm-hmm. which was nice yeah um but 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I think you're probably right. Yeah. I also think that it was... I don't know if, if rush is the right word, but when Hank was down there, I think he should have had a moment of, like, he lost. Like, he's down there, and he like he's given up all hope. Yeah. Then yeah. he gets all yeah. quantum realm twitchy, whatever, and gets in pain, like, after that. Mm-hmm. And then she comes in. I feel like, you know... Yeah. Then again, that might just be me trying to make every movie, like, you know, Toy Story 3, when they're, <laughs> you know, like trying to get out and they're almost out but then they lose and then they're like lost and they have a moment where it's like this isn't gonna happen and then the aliens come in with a claw and i feel like that would be kind of like i'm fine with that deus ex machina because we thought those characters were dead but then they came in and saved the day yeah versus in this movie it's like we're down there we're close oh no i'm phasing and then they're out if i think if they had a little bit more of him getting down searching and then it's like I can't do anything about it. I'm yeah. done. There's nothing else I can do. Uh-huh. And then he starts phasing. And, like, and then he's, you know, about to die. And then she comes in. I think that would have been stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it would have been probably... I think it probably would have been a little bit stronger with Hope, too, just because the two people, like, not rec- fully recognizing each other, but still knowing yeah. that probably would have been a bit stronger. Mm-hmm. rather than two people that know what the other person looks like. Yeah. I mean, it's not that not that that's a bad thing. I just think it might have added a little extra something. I don't know. Yeah. It's It was all fine. I'm not complaining too much. Yeah. Well, we've just done a lot of complaining. So yes. what were some of your favorite things from the movie? You mentioned the scenes with Cassie. Yeah. No, I, I my favorite too. she stole the show. She yes. was... She was my favorite character in this movie. She was the world's greatest granddaughter, too. Yes. Yes, that she was. <laughs> it's just... On top of, you know, her just doing a great job in that role of being the daughter, every scene she was in had this emotional weight that brought Scott... He It made Scott not only, you know, lovable more so than... In, in the first movie, they had a little bit of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, especially at the end when, you know, she was in danger from Yellow Jacket. Yeah. But in this movie, it's his decisions, she wasn't in direct danger. No. But everything that he did was for her. Yeah. Like she was present throughout the whole thing rather than just in, I guess, that one final scene. Which, again, also in that one final scene, I will admit, I, I don't remember if... Like shed like if my if my eyes got red or whatever mm-hmm. if they watered up the first time, but I remember that like got to me um, in the first movie in that last scene. Yeah, when I guess they were you know returned uh, mm-hmm. or when he came back from the quantum realm. But actually, you know what? I think that's speaking of quantum realms. That was a much better example because he went into the quantum realm. It's like yeah. what's happening? What's going on? And he's in there. It's like oh no, it's not working. Yeah, it's I think I got nothing, and then he gets the idea, and then he gets big, and everything's fine. Yeah, like he had that moment of, I guess there's nothing else I can do. I don't know if if they just didn't want it to be too similar to that scene. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of this movie was just like, well, we have stuff that we know will work, but we don't want it to be too similar to the last one. There was a part yeah. where Ghost was like, I'm gonna go. 
I'm back to complaining. But uh, <laughs> like, where I'm gonna go, you know, I'm gonna go after what Ant Man loves. I'm gonna go get Cassie. Yeah. And then uh, Lawrence Fishburne or Goliath or whatever his name in the movie was. Yeah. Um, it was like, don't don't go after his daughter. That's not right. Uh-huh. And she was like, but I'm in pain all the time. And he was, but still, it's a kid. And she was like, fine. Um, <laughs> fine, I'll do it another way. Yeah. And yeah. it's, you know, it. Like I feel like there was a bunch of stuff where they didn't they didn't want to retread too much of what happened in the first one. They wanted to get a Louis story time, but they didn't want to mm-hmm. do too much Louis story time. So it just felt like they were doing it for fan service. They had that one scene in there because they had to. Oh yeah. Um, but they were able to do it in a way that didn't, I guess, take away from the movie. Yeah, it, it, it felt natural. It, it felt natural, and I feel like if they added a couple more, that probably wouldn't have been great. Yeah. Um, and I also felt Luis was back to things I like. Luis, he's amazing. <laughs> oh my god! One, yes. of, one <laughs> of my favorite characters in you know Marvel movies. He's just such a funny, amazing character. Um, yeah. Plus him and the rest of the ex Cotton crew. Yeah. The three They're, of them together were just phenomenal. Just so good. Yeah. So good. I I I am a huge fan. And again, this is going back. All of our favorite parts are all the stuff that is the Ant Man stuff. Yeah. And not the the wasp stuff. The wasp stuff was good. It was fine. It could have probably been a little bit better, mm-hmm. but it was it was fine. The Ant Man stuff was great, and that's what you know made this movie go from you know good to very good. Yeah. So, but yeah, again, all of the Ant Man stuff was great. You know, Scott was super funny. Um, uh, yeah. you know, when he was trying to understand the science stuff <laughs> that you know Hank. And, Goliath and yeah. whoever we're talking about. Do you, would... do you just put quantum in front of everything? Yeah, like he, he just he was, you know, his character seamlessly moved back and forth between his arc and I guess the main story arc. Yeah. And, you know, I think it would have been nice if they were able to do that as well with Hope and yeah. Hank too, but they just didn't do it. Yeah. And I think they'll probably do a better job in in the next one. Uh, in figuring out the balance, mm-hmm. um, maybe, maybe the move is just to do a wasp movie so they can just really get into that one character. Because I feel like whenever she's she's with Ant Man, uh huh, Ant Man steals the show. Yeah, and that's just because he's a more developed character who's funny. They're just like they work well together in like Ant Man's story. Yeah. However, her character doesn't necessarily stand out i think you need to develop her character a little bit more mm-hmm. get her so she can stand on her own a little bit more and then you could put them back together and they'll feel more like equals within the movie yeah i just feel like ant-man has had a huge head start yeah definitely i would also say that ant-man's lead is probably going to get a little bit bigger because he is he has not you know after credit <laughs> spoiler he has not been snapped yeah because you know uh janet Hank and Hope, mm. yep, all were snapped while Scott was trapped in the quantum realm. Yeah, or well, he he went in the quantum realm, yeah. and he's trapped because the people that were going to take him out. I'm assuming that he can get out because he can't he do the same thing he did to get out in the first Ant Man movie. Well, he, I don't. I don't know why they wouldn't like. I think have a redundancy. They, well, I think part of it was that they changed how the suits worked. True. Because that was, I guess, a part of this with his 
new suit that was that didn't work all all the way. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I, th- I think maybe the new suit doesn't have like the belt thing, where you just put in the mm-hmm. the bigger stuff. It's a different, I guess, mechanism or whatever. Yeah. But he, he, you put in, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I don't know. It just feels like bad science to me if you throw this guy in and have no redundancies to get him back out. Well, I would assume they didn't think all three of them would magically vanish. True. But something else can go wrong. Your communicator thing can go wrong, and he still needs an escape hatch. Well, yeah, that's true. I am not going to disagree with you because... <laughs> All your points are valid yeah. and it makes sense. Um, maybe all of the redundancies were on the outside just because the quantum realm is too unpredictable. And, you know, they probably have like a, if the world gets attacked and these people are about to die, well, here's a button that we push and he'll be able to get out nice and easy. True. I'm sure they probably had all all this stuff ready and even like a second button that does that just in case the first button doesn't work. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't know. It was... Like, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I feel like he's trapped in there, and I feel like... here, here Here's something that, that we can talk about. Because coming into Ant-Man and the Wasp, I heard a lot talking about how the quantum realm is super important and how this movie is super important for the next Yeah, th- this is my main question. Continue. Sure. Well, my main, it was just that everyone was talking about how important this was going to be towards Adventures 4. Mm-hmm. And I came out of this feeling like... This has nothing to do with Avengers 4. I don't know what the big thing was supposed well, to be. So, you know, and that's, I guess, what I was about to get to. Yeah. I, for some reason, I feel like quantum stuff. There was a lot of quantum science jibber jabber that slowed down this movie. Yeah. I feel like they did that now so they wouldn't have to do it in Infinity War 4. Maybe. That, yeah. like, that was at least my thoughts going into it that it would. It would have a role to play mm-hmm. in the next movie, uh, and they, you know, did so much exposition now, just they wouldn't have to do it in the next one. Granted, maybe yeah. not. Maybe Ant Man plays a big role, and they have to figure out how to get him back. Yeah, but like, I mean, it's like I I understand what you're trying, mm-hmm. like like what you're going for, but it or like I, I definitely understand your point because like it's. What? Yeah, there yeah. Were, there was no like obvious. This is something we're setting up for Avengers Four. Yeah. Other than him being stranded, but that, like I said, didn't feel like and, a big and, thing. There, to there me. also could have just been an explanation of why he wasn't in the movie at all. Yeah. You know. True. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I guess he could come back for the next one. I guess you could figure out quantum stuff. Yeah. You know, while he's in there. Maybe. Because, I mean, he's going to be in there for... Well, maybe, I mean, if he gets trapped in there, maybe he comes back with the, the quantum powers like he, Janet had. Yeah. Granted, he, he's not going to be in there for nearly as long. True. But maybe he has more of an understanding. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's... I just... I, I, there could have been, like, there shouldn't have been more. Because, like, there's also a chance that they were just saying that to get people excited for Ant-Man and the Wasp. 
like, oh, like True. this is has a and it's an important part for the next movie, so watch this one now rather than just you know this movie is good and stands on its own. Yeah, but because it didn't really, it probably plays some role because I'm like, I'm guessing by them saying that, that means Ant Man is in the next movie. True. So that probably means that something in this movie is going to relate to the next one. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's the quantum stuff, but eh. yeah, I don't know how. I mean, I, I they could do it. It's I'm just hoping they don't rely on it too much for Avengers Four. I hope that's not the I guess MacGuffin that saves the day. Yeah, you know, like the way the the axe was, because mm-hmm. you know that wasn't that helpful. Yeah. You know, because Thor missed. Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. But he didn't miss. He, he hit exactly where he wanted to hit. True. He just didn't think through the target correctly. Yeah, yeah, he didn't realize that that wouldn't have killed Thanos. But I don't know. Why don't you just cut off the arm instead? Anyway, we don't need to relitigate this. But, I mean, I, I think getting the axe in the chest was like, I'm here. You're not dead yet. I'm going to rub it in your face a little bit. Yeah. Snap. Whoops. Yeah. That's not what I wanted to do. Where's all my friends? <laughs> all right. Well, yeah. any other closing thoughts about Ant-Man and the Wasp? Um, I mean, it was a really fun movie. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Not as good as um the first Ant-Man, in mm-hmm. my opinion, even though... Critics seem to differ. I kind of like this one better just because really? it wasn't its origin story. Like, I feel like they could do more, you know, plot-wise and character-wise if they weren't trying to follow an origin story kind of setup. I mean, yeah, I just, but I also feel like the origin story stuff helped set up the character. I mean, in a way that I feel like the Wasp kind of needed. True. But, or maybe also, not. Th- this it's... one just had more Cassie in it too. Which yeah, at, at least Cassie's. I you could just feel it more. I just feel like the the not Scott Lang stuff. Yeah, you know, wasn't as strong mm-hmm. as I thought Ant Man was consistently throughout, or the first Ant Man was consistently throughout. Gotcha. But that's just me. I I I love the first Ant Man. That's one of my favorite Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. You know, it's there was a moment after I saw it where I was thinking, "Is this my favorite Marvel movie?" I mean, it's not, but like it's no. <laughs> it's up there. I like it more than I like Iron Man. I like it more than than I like a lot of the Marvel movies that you know are generally viewed as the favorites. Yeah, you know, it's, and it, also that movie is just very much an Arrow movie one for me. Yeah, I just remember leaving the theater just so excited after I saw it. So yeah, but we'll leave it at that. Um, any final thoughts? No. Nope. Go see this movie if you haven't already. Yes, definitely see it. So fun. It's worth it. Definitely. Definitely worth it. Although you will be spoiled, so. I mean, yeah. If you're hearing yeah. this now, I'm sorry. But yes. you already know what happens. That is true. That is true. All right. Oh, actually, I don't need to get into more of it. In, into more stuff I didn't necessarily like. There was, like, <laughs> there was too many villains in the movie. There was, I mean, eh, there was Ghost, there was Lawrence Fishburne, um, there was just the quantum realm as an obstacle, There's and the and then FBI. there was the FBI, and then there was also that uh, the one you know Southern dude that 
trade and black market yeah. technology. Mm-hmm. It Don't was just it, it felt like there was a bit much, and none of, none of them were fully developed, or as fully developed as they should have been. Like I thought, Ghost was is a, is a great character. Yeah. Um, but probably should have been given a little bit more depth. Yeah. You know, rather than ow, everything hurts all the time. Let me fix that. Yeah. You know, it's like it's a. A decent character. I, just, I think I would have liked a little bit more. Whatever. Uh, again, great movie. But a bunch of great characters. I just feel like they tried to jam a little bit too much in. Yeah. To this movie, which is why I, you know, I probably don't think all that stuff is as strong as it could be. But whatever. Great movie. Go see it now. Anyway, quick update, or maybe not so quick. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. On our summer blockbuster draft. Yes, that we did uh, on the last episode, where yep. we uh, picked, you know, the movies that we were most excited for, um, that have yet to be released at the time of that episode. Granted, it did take me a couple weeks or a week or so to edit, because I was looking for a job and uh, I just was doing other stuff. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, By the time we recorded it, yes. none of these movies had come out. Correct. Yet. So, but now some of them have. Yes. The first and largest was Your Ant-Man. Yes, the one that we just talked about. It was my first overall pick. And predictably, it made a lot of money, and it did well on Rotten Tomatoes. Yep. Uh, with an 86% and a $76 million opening weekend. Yeah. So, solid all around. was giving me a nice big box office. Yeah. So. Which puts you handily in the lead. Yes. Because you also have Sicario Day of the Solidar... Sicario, Day of the Soldado. Soldado, okay. Yes. Uh, which, you know, had a smaller opening than Ant-Man, but a still pretty decent one. Still solid, $19 million, which is, I guess, for a, a movie that's a more serious movie that comes out in the middle of the summer. Yeah. It's a solid opening. I did not do as well critically as I thought it would. Yeah, only a 62%. Um, only a 62 but still ended up giving me a nice score of 11.8. Yep. Um. Bringing my overall score to 77.2. Yep. And uh, over on my side, I've only got one movie out, mm-hmm. Uncle Drew, which came out at the same time as Sicario. Mm-hmm. Uh, it did a little bit better, but not, you know, it did a little better on Rotten Tomatoes with 67%. And, and, and a lot better than I thought it would do. Really? Yeah, well, I mean, this is a movie starring professional basketball players uh-huh. based off of a Pepsi commercial. True. <laughs> this movie was about as good as you can get based off of that. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I did see it. Yeah. Uh, and I, I enjoyed it, especially because I love, you know, Kyrie Irving. He plays for my Celtics. Uh-huh. Uh, and he does, did a great job as well as all the other um, pro players in the movie. But, you know, it's you could tell that they're NBA players wearing old people costumes. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's not that much, mm-hmm. you know. It, it, it wasn't didn't take me out of the movie that much, but like it was, yeah. It's about as good as good as this type of movie could be. However, it's not do as well in the box office as I thought it would. Yeah, only fifteen point two million. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so that put me at ten point two, uh, total mm-hmm. for my score. Because that is your only movie. Yes, that is not the strongest start, you know, out the gate. No, but you still have four movies to go, including couple ones that are probably going to be pretty big, like uh, Mission Impossible Fallout yep. and Christopher Robin. So we'll see. And also Skyscraper is coming out this weekend. Yeah. So. Skyscraper coming out this weekend. 
Uh, Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again comes out the weekend after. That's for me, yeah. Yep. And then we get to go head-to-head the weekend after that mm-hmm. with Mission Impossible Fallout. And Teen Titans go to the movies yes. trying to battle it out. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and guess now that I'm going to win that battle. My, I would guess that you will. However, I, I'm still pulling that Teen Titans go to the movies brings out a strong opening weekend. And I, I really hope it does well Rotten Tomatoes-wise. Like, I, I thought that there would be, like, one animated movie this summer that, you know... I, I thought this would be the animated movie this summer that you wouldn't think would do well critically, uh-huh. but does well critically. Yeah. However, I think the balance in the universe is being thrown off a little bit. <laughs> because this weekend is coming out with uh, Hotel Transylvania 3, which we both passed on. Yeah. Because I assume we both thought it would be in the teens uh, or the 20s on Rotten Tomato. Yeah. Currently has a 70%. Wow. And given that this movie is, you know, one of the big animated blockbusters of the summer, it's probably going to, we're going it, to, it could have been a lot better. It would have been a good pick. I My guess is that it's gonna, going to do better, at least in our point system than both Sicario and Uncle Drew. Yeah. Um, Probably should have taken advantage of, and because of that, you know, balance in the universe. I think it might that might mean Teen Titans <laughs> Go might not be as good yeah. as I would like it to be. Yeah, maybe I'll I'll start keeping track of the ones that we passed over. Yeah, and you know, and Teen Titans Go might actually end up being a movie that only I like, in the vein of emoji movie. That's fair. So we'll see. Um, my fingers are crossed. Yeah, but we'll see. All right. Well, uh, listeners, if you want to follow along. The, the link to our spreadsheet is below in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so do that. Uh, and also last episode, we issued a challenge. Uh, if you could pick five movies that we had not picked and mm-hmm. beat us, uh, then we would do something. I forget what it was. Probably something cool. Yeah, I'm sure it was great. Yeah, I'm sure it was, it was either great or you were saying that we would think of something great and we forgot to think about it, but we will think of it. Uh, and also... If you haven't made your picks yet, get Hotel Transylvania. It's probably going to be a good one. Yep. Probably going to be a pretty good one. Just do it quick. Yeah. Also, we just one final thing before we move on. Okay. The Spy Who Dumped Me. Yeah. Uh, so I was watching uh, you know, The Bachelorette this past week, as yeah. I do every week. Uh-huh. Because uh, it's amazing. Uh, and if you say so. there was a bunch of ads mm-hmm. for The Spy Who Dumped Me, because they know the target audience. It was yeah. very well. And I looked on Twitter. They had some... They had some, uh, they had some tweets targeted for Bachelor fans. <laughs> they had a tweet that says, uh, "I guess Ari isn't that bad." Uh, and the ad, because apparently, what yeah. happens in the movie is, you know, the boyfriend isn't great. I mean, he does turn out to be a spy and almost get his girlfriend and her best friend killed. I assume that is true. That being said, that being said, uh-huh. I don't know if that's worse than Ari. Ari's pretty bad. That's fair. I, yeah, Ari's pretty bad. I mean, Ryan, did you did you watch what happened in the finale? No, I of, walked out of the, the room so I wouldn't have to watch it. Uh, that's that's fair. It was such good television. It was uncut. It was oh, good is not the word I would use. It was it was dramatic. Yes, I mean it, like not necessarily great uh, for uh, Becca, but she apparently. You know, was foreshowing it because it led to her being the Bachelorette, which yeah. I have plenty of thoughts on that. 
Mm-hmm. I'm going to save that for uh, the next Bachelorette podcast that we're going to have, which is probably going to be pretty soon because yeah, how far the season's is... ending. Oh, you know. how many people are left? Uh, next week is Hometowns. Oh, wow. So it's down to the final four. So my guess is in probably a week or two. All right. Right before the the final, I might. Might do it. Might, might, might bring back some friends at the pod and uh, do a bachelor recap. All right. Bachelorette recap. Mm-hmm. So. Also, and maybe also a Bachelor in Paradise preview. You're just very into Bachelor Nation. I, it's, it, it's so entertaining. Because, like, in the summer, TV isn't as good, usually. Yeah. Um, granted, I do have to catch up on Cloak and Dagger and uh, Luke Cage. Uh, true. I watched the first couple episodes of Cloak and Dagger. Very good. Oh, cool. Uh, and Luke Cage, I really like the first season. I just haven't gotten Got... around to the second season. Yeah. Um, I just I feel like with those shows, I have to be like in it, and that like they feel like binge watch shows. Yeah. You know, which makes sense for Luke Cage because it's on Netflix. Uh, and The Bachelors, I can just kind of watch it. Yeah. You know, weekly. Plus, The Bachelorette episodes are so long anyway. <laughs> but they're so good mm-hmm. whatever all right <laughs> so if that... you're wondering why i'm not on the bachelorette episodes listeners. Yeah. uh yeah but again thanks for listening um my, i have other podcasts too on set with errol koenig and popcorn confessionals again no updates recently but hopefully soon yeah um we might be able to get those back up and running uh but yeah cool well, thanks for listening guys yeah Bye. Bye.